3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to episode 10 of the Rise and Run podcast, the Christmas edition, without Christmas carols. Thank you so much, Sparky Pod Consumer, for rescuing your fellow podcast listeners from another opening of Bob Singing. I know, I know my friends here, you can't see them. I can see them. They're all standing and applauding you that they don't have to listen to me sing anymore. So yeah, hey, in all seriousness, as I've mentioned with all the others, we appreciate it. We do. It makes us feel good. And we think it actually helps the podcast. It helps folks find us. Well, let's see who we've got with us today. We're missing one. We'll get to that in a minute, but we've got John. Hello. Alicia. Hello. Lexi. Hello. <laughs> Lexi thought I was going to call on her with her mouth full, but I waited. <laughs> I waited. I'm sorry. I was hungry. <laughs> and, Jack, <laughs> and Jack is with us too. Hello. And don't worry. I'm hungry too. I'm eating as well. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, but Jack, see, Jack won't turn her camera on, so I can't see her. I'm Bob, and we're missing Greg is not with us today. We are hoping he may get with us here in just a little bit, but he's not with us right now. Episode 10, guys, that's a big milestone. The folks I run into who listen to it say they're enjoying us, and I know we're having a good time. So we are now... Let's see. Tomorrow, we record Tuesday night. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Tomorrow will be two weeks until the expo down at Disney World for WDW weekend. We talked a good bit about that last week, and we're going to talk about it next week. But I think we'll kind of let it go a little this week, although we did have some unanswered questions and I'd like to talk about those. And let me toss the first one out here to the group. If you're doing Dopey especially, or even the Goofy Challenge, that's a bunch of consecutive early wake-ups. Guys, how do you handle all these early wake-ups? So um, there's two things. First off, I have an accountability partner, um, which is Lexi. And usually we'll try and time our workouts in the morning so that we know we're both awake because we we rely on each other to uh, wake up. Mm -hmm. And so we're each other's uh, wake up alarms. And sometimes I'll be like, Lexi, if I'm struggling, just jump on my bed and I'll get up. Um, (laughs) uh, So there have been many mornings where we have texted each other and been like, Hey, we have to get up now. And it's like, I know. And then five (laughs) minutes later, are you up yet? Okay. Now I am. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And I got that. That's great. But what we're specifically talking about here, we're down at Disney World. You've got to get on the bus at 3 a.m. for two or four days in a row. How do you do that? Well, I got you still, Bob. 
don't worry. <laughs> so there's a trick to this. You get somebody you really care about that to like tape an alarm voice for you and make it loud and then put your phone somewhere else so that you're forced to wake up and go out yes. and grab it. And so you're already moving. That's yes. yes. It's great. It works every time. <laughs> That's an excellent suggestion. I think especially for dopey, um, and I mean, all of the Run Disney races, it's just really important to make sure you're at least like in your hotel room resting the night before. Absolutely. Um, I know it, I mean, for me, it's really hard for me to actually go to sleep, right. but as long as I'm in the bed, you know, kind of winding myself down, that really helps me be able to wake up on time. I 100% agree. That's what I do. I try and make my dinner reservations earlier and then get back to the room um, and start resting at least by seven. Um, If I don't fall asleep right away, it is what it is. But having that rest on my legs, especially my feet, definitely helps. Guys, it's like like you're reading my mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. Get in bed by seven o'clock. If you fall asleep, fine. If you don't, just what Alicia just said, you're resting you're getting some rest. If you're doing dopey by uh, Saturday night, seven o'clock, you're probably going to fall asleep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I that, that's how I do it too. Yeah, going back to what Jack said, uh, put the uh, alarm clock somewhere away from you. Actually, I have two alarm clocks. I have one that's say at the last minute I can get up, two o'clock, and maybe wake me one at one thirty. Dude, so I have four. <laughs> <laughs> so I got those two. At least there's one farther away. So, you know, you got to get up and get that one. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. 100% agree. And I, I love that you do that as well. But I just thought of something else that I didn't realize I did. So here's another thing is when you know you're going to be in the parks the day before, I usually will make sure that the day before the race, I make sure I get up really early so that I get used to the, okay, I'm already up early and it forces you to be tired so that you go to bed early as well that day. So like maybe instead of sleeping until like okay. eight o'clock the day before the race, I'll get up at six o'clock. And then that way it's only like two mm-hmm. hours earlier or two hours later than normal. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'll toss in one more thing. And that is, and I, I suspect you guys all do this too. I have absolutely everything laid out exactly everything I need down to the smallest detail so that I can spend a minimal time. I can set that alarm for for as late as possible and still get out. I can, I actually get out of the room in like 10 minutes most of the time. I mean, honestly, I'm usually so excited that it's like, I hear my alarm. I'm like, oh, I have to get ready because I'm really excited about my costume. I'm really excited about the theme. And I'm like, Okay, we have to go. And my brain just, like, whenever you're in that zone, it's like my brain is like, oh, it's time for a Disney race. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I agree. I very rarely, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up when it's a Disney race. I'm like, okay, yep, let's go. Um, Put on all my stuff, get on the bus. Excited. And I feel that way too. I do. But having said that, Marathon Sunday, day four, it's still a little tough. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. It. Yeah, that that worst feeling is when you set your alarm for two o'clock, and you get up at one. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go back to sleep. You're never getting through that alarm. Yeah, yeah. I will right. say, 
I normally do not sleep well the night before any race. Um, if I have to wake up before like five o'clock for anything, it's, it's like I'll wake up three times throughout the night and be like, oh, I'm late. Oh, I'm late. And then I'm really not. It's like 12 or I'll be I'll go to sleep at the, the normal time, the scheduled time and then be wide awake at midnight. Oh, my gosh. What time is it? And I've only been asleep for two hours. <laughs> it does go back to what we said. If if you're in the bed, you're getting some rest, even if you're not asleep. And it's four days. You can do it. So, now, a, a couple of you mentioned something that wasn't on my list of unanswered questions, but. What do you do in the parks on the days that you're running or maybe the days before you're running? I'm just a walker. I just keep moving. I mean, it feels like once I stop, everything gets tight. I just keep walking around and uh, keep everything loose. Good. I also keep walking. I try not to do too much. Like I don't power park the days in between the races. Oh, no. Um, no, but no, no, no. I definitely want to keep my body moving. Um make sure the lactic acid is moving in the legs. I try. I I mean, I'll go. I typically won't go to the parks on Saturday for two reasons. Number one, we have our meet and greet, which I'll talk about later on. And number two, between the half, I do doping and between the half and the full, you you need to get some rest. Um, I also try, I love Epcot, but that's a tough one on the legs. I mean, Everything in Epcot is walking. Try not to take a nap. <laughs> really? Yes, don't take a nap. <laughs> I typically don't, but you you have experience and you do think we shouldn't take one, Jack. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it because then it becomes really, really hard for you to go to bed early for the next race. I, and I know you. I did this at one you. wine yeah. and dine. I understand that. I'll tell you when I will take a nap. That's Sunday afternoon after it's all done. Go ahead, Lexi. See, I'm the exact opposite. Um, I will take a nap, not longer than an hour, okay. but just to kind of get me over that hump right after I run. Um, I've done that on both challenges that I've done, I believe, and um, I haven't had a problem with it. So it really comes down to what you feel like your body needs. Uh, good point. Good point, Lexi. Okay, let's look at the next question. I had I had a question. This was on Facebook. What do you use if you're a Galloway runner, a run-walk-run? What do you use to time your run-walk intervals? So, Galloway folks in the crowd here, what are you using? I'm a diehard fan of RunKeeper. I use it. I time all of my intervals. Um, I set it before the race, what I'm going to do, and then I just let it beep. And that's that it, it's kind of like, <laughs> I hate to make this analogy, but it's kind of like the, the rat in the, in the cage of whenever they hear a certain sound, they go find the food. Mm-hmm. I feel that way because I can be totally not paying attention to what interval it is. And I just hear the ding and I just, my body, I either, if I'm walking, I start <laughs> running or if I'm running, I just stop. And so I don't, I guess I've just used it for so long that I'm a rat in a cage. Um, a, a, a Pavlovian response, huh? Yes. That, that's a, such a better way of wording it. Uh, go, go ahead, John. I got, I used a couple different things. Uh, on shorter runs, I actually use the Gym Boss app on my phone because it's, I can hear it through the phone, bing, ding, ding. 
it doesn't, you know, I'm not worried about battery life. Mm-hmm. Uh, longer than that, I, I have the gym bosses. I got, I actually got two of them because uh, you never know when's going to break. Uh, yeah. And I can always, always I, I, I don't carry two with me, but uh, right. I got the two with me just in case one breaks. Uh, and I use that. And I, I actually went out and bought a uh, watch band to wrap it around my wrist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I bought that used it once. I, I personally didn't like it, but that's okay. I will interject and say the only thing I don't like about RunKeeper is that you can't change the interval in the middle of the run. Oh. That's, that's, my, only, that, that's my only downside. Yeah, I usually don't have to, but that is something I've noticed. You can't just switch it to a different interval. Alexa, help me out here. I, I've heard of RunKeeper. Was it a, uh, a phone app? I, yes, I don't know it's how an it app. Okay. And um, it, it works very similarly to Strava. It's just not quite as social as Strava is, I feel oh, like. Oh, okay. So I've never used Strava to time run walk intervals either. I don't even know if you can, but... Um, I feel like the interface is very similar. Okay. Okay. I will tell you that I use the gym boss. Now I, I've been a Galloway runner for years and I've tried multiple things. I've tried free apps on the phone that when I wear headsets, it tells me walk, run. Uh, I've tried using my Garmin watch. My forerunner is definitely programmable for run, walk intervals. And that would beep on the ri- or buzz on my wrist. But no matter what I try, I always come back to that gym boss. It's kind of like the old reliable. And, and what I do, John, is I change the batteries before every dopey because I've never I've never run out of battery in a year. So that's one year they're up. I toss the old ones out, put new ones in, and that works for me. I also, I wear either a hat or a visor on all my runs, I was going to say almost all, but I think I, I very, very, I can't think of a time when I haven't worn one. And I take that gym boss and I strap it to the band that goes across the back of my head. Now you would think that's uncomfortable, but I don't even notice that it's there. And one reason I do that, I just did Jeff Galloway's run in Atlanta and at Walt Disney, you've got a lot of Galloway runners. You got so many people out there with gym bosses that if you count on the beep, <laughs> you're going to hear lots of beeps. So by putting it up there, there's no mistaking that it's my gym boss. Okay. Next question. What's the best place for spectators? You got friends or family members coming. You want them to see you. You want to see them. Where should you tell them to go? I think this one really depends on where your family wants to see you. Um, but a really cool spot is Main Street of Magic Kingdom, which there you don't go. need a pass for um, for the times that we'll be running through. You can do that for the half marathon and the full marathon. Um, and it's such a magical experience for all of us runners. And I've had my mom be there before, and she says it's just as cool being a spectator. Um, but there's lots of other places that you can spectate, like the finish line, the start line. If you have a pass, you can go in Animal Kingdom. There's also the boardwalk. The boardwalk. Magic Kingdom's great. Um, Magic Kingdom, 515 to like 830 or something, it's open. You have to take the uh, monorail to get there, I believe. 
Uh, I think that's the only way you can get into Magic Kingdom that early. And as, as Alicia said, you don't need a pass to get in. Most of the other parks, when we go through, they are open. So you would need not only a pass for the day, but you need a park reservation too. Uh, boardwalk's great, right, Lex? We see a lot of people outside of Boardwalk. I was talking to John beforehand, and I think we talked about this last week. We are not running in the Animal Kingdom parking lot. I'm not going to miss that, but that used to be a place for spectators. Uh, another place where I see a lot of spectators is when you leave Magic Kingdom and you head on the road past the Grand Floridian, past the Polynesian, and past the uh, uh, Shades of Green. So on the other side, there are lots of there are lots of folks there. That's a good place to watch between the uh, hotels there. And there are other boardwalks, probably the next big place. I'm, I'm not sure how to get there. I mean, I, I could drive there, but uh, I think folks who have, I think mostly what we see in boardwalk are folks who have hotel reservations over there. I guess the last place we want to talk about is the last place, which is the finish line. That's a great place to watch people come by. Uh, any, any hints or tips on finish line watching? I do just have one thing to say about um, finish line watching. So there is no cheer squad officially this year, but you can still watch at the finish line. But if you want to meet your runner after they finish, they have to go through the shoot and get their um, food box and their medal. And then you can go to the reunion area, but you can't go past the reunion area. And I know some people want to like greet the runner right after they finish. And it takes a little bit for us to get there. It does. It takes probably three or four minutes to get through all of that. And that's if you're just heading straight out. Uh, Alicia, I don't remember in years past, they had letters up in the reunion area. I don't remember the letters being up at Wine and Dine. I haven't seen that before, or I don't yeah. remember seeing it. So. Oh yeah, they they used to have it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how widely used it was, but there was you, you could go. I'll meet you. Like I would go meet under the R, uh, but I didn't see them at all in Wine Dine. I guess people didn't use them. But yeah, there are places to sit at the finish line, and you can see the finish. But like Alicia said, it takes a little while to get out of there. Okay, so we've talked about some unanswered questions, waking up early, doing the parks, interval timers, spectators. There was one more question about runner tracking, and the short answer to that is, yes, runner tracking is available, but it's not available yet. I clicked on the link earlier today, and it's not live. It's in the, uh, it's in the runner's guide for the races, and what you'll do basically is make your bib available for tracking. Or you can also, if you know bib numbers or names, track other people. What you'll get each time that you cross a timing mat, people tracking you will get a signal that Bob started the event or Bob crossed the 5K at a time of such and such, and then his estimated finish time would also be in there. So that's how runner tracking does work. Yeah, so another thing you can do if you have a Garmin, I know Garmin does it. They have a live tracking where you hook your Garmin up to your, if you have the Garmin app on your phone, uh, the phone talks to the uh, fo your, your phone by Bluetooth and it will upload your location and people can see you on the web 
uh, if you send them a link of where, where you're tracking. So if you want a, if some, a family member, you can say, here's my link, send it to them, and they can get you almost a real time of where you're going to be. Not where you hit the timing mat, but it does kill the battery on your phone and the battery of your watch. So there's a drawback. Another app like that is the Road ID app, which is also free and it does essentially the same thing and you don't have to have a Garmin, but you can't have your phone in power saving mode. So again, it does kill your battery pretty quickly. Let me add, I've used, and I forgot about that. I'm glad you guys brought it up. I've used that on a marathon three weeks ago. I used it on the half last week. I didn't have any problems with the battery. So it works for me. And look who's joined us. Greg has made it. And he's got something he wants to add in terms of runner tracking. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Uh, sorry I was late. Speaking to that, I was looking on the event guide because I noticed that they've been updating things here or there. Like there, there's a few more vendors that have been added to the virtual goodie bag. And they added the spectator information for the marathon course and such. Um, but the one thing that's not live yet is the runner tracking link. And I really hope that they put that up soon because I want to be able to know, because I know for Wine and Dine, you could only get, I think it was what, email and like Twitter notifications or right, something like that. Right, that's right. The, there I was no... No text messaging. Correct. There was Yeah, exactly. There was no text messaging. And I'm really hoping that they are able to bring that back for Marathon Weekend because... I mean, granted, I know we're all confident in our paces and everything like that, but I would like to know where the balloon ladies are, and having the text message would be really helpful in that, uh, but if it's the case where it's just email, then I'm going to be like asking my wife to essentially be my runner notification person from the sidelines just to you know give me that you know, thought of, okay, this is how much space I have, you know, between the two. So fingers crossed that they, they bring that feature back to it. So, but again, as of right now, if you go in the event guide and you click on runner tracking, it just loops you back right to the same page. Right. So hopefully that goes yeah. live soon. Uh, that's a good point. A lot of people do that. I, I've never done it, but a lot of people will find the bib numbers for at least one of the balloon ladies and then track that person and it can help them. Well, good, good point. Thank, well, good thing you showed up, mister. Otherwise, we'd have missed that completely. <laughs> All right. Oh, guys. Hey, of the questions that I had noted, either from our last Zoom meeting or from our Facebook group, that pretty much covers all of them. However, if you've got more, please put them either, either – jotted them to us in Instagram or put them on our rise and run podcast, Facebook group page. And we'll see if we can't help you out. But now I'd like to shift just a little bit as we're recording this. We're just a few days shy of Christmas. What better time to talk about Christmas gifts for runners. So who has some either favorite ideas for Christmas gifts, or maybe a favorite Christmas gift that you've received as a runner? So, okay. So I actually have three fun ideas for Christmas gifts or something that you might maybe want to get after Christmas. Um, but they're all from Etsy. So I want to name the places that you can get them. But one of my favorites that I personally got from Christmas was a metal rack. 
and it was by uh, Allied Metal Holders, or I think, yeah, it is so great, and they have ones um, specifically for Disney that I have, or if you're doing the World Majors, they have one for, that is really cool looking for all the World Majors. Um, Another idea is by, um, let me see, it's called Treasured Courses on Etsy. They're keychains, but if you get the um, the bib, if you take a picture of the bib, they will actually put that picture of the bib on a keychain that will have your name and the number and the race and everything. And I thought that was cool. Oh, that's neat. And then um, the that last- That is neat, yeah. Right! <laughs> Um, actually, I just found, realized I have two more. Well, another one for inspiration while you're running is getting those little tabs that you can put into shoelaces that either have something inspirational or I've seen ones that say Disney like Dopey 2022 or Dopey 2023. And then my last one um, that I would probably really recommend because I also want to do it is also by uh, this um, person that says by Treasured Courses. So you can actually get the map course of the races, including if you're doing Dopey or Goofy. It'll have all set courses on there in different colors. And then you can put your times of each of the races in that map and then have it framed. And I thought that was really cool. That is. Those are great. I Not only do I like those, I don't think I'd heard of any of those. You know, I got a birthday coming up. Anyway, <laughs> Lexi, go ahead. Yeah, so one of my ideas um, that is what I asked for this year um, uh, is one of the Knox Gear running vest things, the lighted right, right. ones. Uh-huh. Um, that's yeah. on my Christmas list. But, I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong with anything from Etsy. Um, just type in runner and it'll pull up all of these different kinds of things that are well-priced. Anything commemorating a big race. Um, I know on Etsy they have like race maps that you can frame and put on the wall or um, metal racks, anything like that. And then I would say another top would be you could always give somebody a race registration. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I Yeah. Uh, a few things that I put on my Christmas list for this year is I put on the uh, the latest edition of the Aftershocks um, headphones Yes. I remember when I got the original pair, I thought they were gimmicky and I was like, oh, there's no way these are going to work. But I'm like, I'll just ask for them for Christmas so I don't have to spend my own money and I can give them a try. And I fell in love with them. Yes, and unfortunately, nice. I smashed them in my wife's car door uh, one day Ooh. when I was finished with a run. The you weren't wearing thing- them, were you? No, thankfully I was not. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but the crazy part about it is I can still hear music through them or podcast or whatever. Hmm. But for some reason, I can't use any of the features of using them as a microphone for text messaging or phone calls or stuff like that. So I figured if they're lighter and the technology is better, let's give those a shot. And then I also put on, like Lexi, you mentioned the Knox gear because, you know, I want to have a disco party when I'm running at, you know, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And then I also put on gooders because I I love them okay. as sunglasses, not only for just running, but just for being outside in general, whether it's cutting the grass or going to the pool or something like that. But, you know, Lexi brought up a really good point about race registrations. Another thing that I think would be a great gift, especially for those of you that are Galloway fans, is giving the gift of a customized training plan uh, working with uh, Coach Twiggs. 
I, I believe the initial cost for a first timer is a hundred and fifty. I believe. Yeah, it's right around that, Greg. You're very. And close. then it, and then that's good for six months of training, which is, which personally I think is a steal. Um, it is. So so, uh, Coach Twigs and, and, and Jeff, if you're listening, don't change the price because I think it's a great deal. <laughs> and then um, the the renewal then is as soon as you do one, you're considered alumni, and your renewal then is only seventy five. So I, I think that's just a great value and a great gift idea. Yeah, we may be a couple dollars off there, but you're real close. Maybe like one fifty five, seventy eight. I'm not sure. And the other thing with alumni doesn't matter how long you've been out. Once you're an alumni, you're always an alumni. Um, one of my favorite things that I got last year for Christmas um, was a running journal. And I feel like that could go with your training plans. Um, I didn't know how much I would use it, but I absolutely love it. You can put the date you ran and um, like the temperature that it was and how it went. And it's really fun to go back and see how you've progressed, especially if you're trying to like increase your pace, different things. Um, but I also really like practical gifts. Like if there's some sort of clothing that I really like, like my socks that I run in, um, or even my fueler hydration, I love getting those items as well. That runner's log, I had one. My first marathon was Honolulu 1988. And I had one I kept and golly, I wish I still had it. I lost it somewhere. I kept it for years and I lost it. They're really neat to look back on. Uh, I thought of another idea whenever Alicia said training journal. Um, one of the things that I got myself, my mom, my sister, (laughs) and Jack this year, (laughs) um, there is a running cookbook. Uh, it's called, um, the, the one that I got, it's run fast, cook fast, eat slow. It's by Elise Kopecky and Shalane Flanagan. And you might know that name from being an Olympian. Oh, Um, of course, of course. Uh, They have a series of three cookbooks that are specifically geared towards running and fuel and things that you need for um, just overall body functioning um, as a runner. And not only are the recipes super easy to follow, but they also give little blurbs before or after the recipe that's like, if you did a long run and have some inflammation, this might be good because it includes this ingredient, which does this and this ingredient, which does this. Um, and then it also has um, pages of Shalane Flanagan's training schedule because um, she's a coach now. So she has a marathon training schedule in there. She ha- she and Elise both um, are working moms. And so they have tips on dealing with being a mom I cannot sing enough praises about these recipes and this, these cookbooks and also cool. legitimately I've cooked almost all of the recipes out of the second one. And I have not found one that I have not liked. They're super flavorful and they're just, they're really amazing. Well, that's great. That's great. Thank you. Put on the, uh, aftershocks again on my wish list this year for Christmas. Uh, have a pair they're starting to fade. Battery only lasts like an hour, two hours now. So it's time to uh, upgrade. They're like two, three years old. So I can't complain. Uh, other things that like, you know, I you could get somebody for Christmas, like not a runner, biker, anything. A road ID band. It's yeah, that's a good. great gift because you there's one for your shoe. There's one that goes on your watch, wherever you want it. So 
if something ever happens, they know where you're at. Other things like like for stocking stuffer, small gifts, or uh, not stocking stuffer, but a foam roller, because you know you got a foam roll after you run, or one of those magic sticks, whatever they call them, uh, with the beads on them that you roll on your legs. Those things work great. Those are things you could get. And of course, you know, metal holder, you know, for those nice medals you're going to get, hopefully, when you're down at Disney. Yeah, good, John. Thanks. Uh, some of the things have already been mentioned. Yeah, Greg, I thought I thought about a customized training plan membership. I think that's a good idea for a serious Galloway runner. It's a, it's a little more expensive than most of the things we've been talking about. But you find a world-class coach like Chris Twiggs for 150 bucks for six months. You can't do it. Two other things, squish bands or squoosh bands or whatever, S-Q-O-O-S-H, squoosh bands. You wear them around your wrist and they help dry up or help you wipe off the perspiration. If you're running down like as everybody will be in a couple months or if you're down here where it's so humid, they're very helpful. The other one, I got this as a, well, not a gift, but I got this when I registered for Jeff Galloway's run, oh golly, five years ago, I guess it was. They had a uh, tie-in with the company that makes what's called turtle seat covers for your car. They're really cool. They fold up into a little pouch. And then when you unfold them, the pouch sits on the headrest of your car and then the towel covers the back and the seat of the car. So if you've been out for a run, you don't have a chance to dry off or to change before you hop in and drive home. They're terrific for that. I have one of those. They do work really well. Yeah. I I see them at expos and I will usually walk over and say to the, not to the person selling them, but that the person who's standing there, I'll say, these are great. And that fellow behind the counter has no idea who I am. So I don't mind helping them out. Going back, something else I found uh, when I was in REI, I found it last year. It's called run goo. It's stuff for your feet. It's like, like it's, it's not Vaseline. It's some kind of thing. I found it at REI. It works pretty well in the long runs. So it keeps your feet when, when they get soaking wet, they don't get the blisters on them. It, uh, and it seemed to work pretty well. I mean, it is very gooey, though. That's the only difference. Well, good. Well, there you go, guys. There's a list of things that if you got friends or family members who are looking for last-minute gifts, there's our suggestion of things you can tell them. Buy these from me. And, oh, by the way, most of the things you guys mentioned, like I said, my birthday is Friday. You can probably I – mean, well, never mind. Okay, gang. So – that about wraps up the first part, which means now it's time for the race report. So let's take a look. Uh, I think we're almost out of runs for the rest of the year, I believe. I want to look forward first, then I'll look back. Our friend Christy is doing a virtual run. She's got the date of this down to December 29th with actually is would be after next episode but christy's doing the charlie brown christmas virtual 5k in downtown detroit later this month i know she'll have fun with that let's look back at last weekend 
Uh, let's start in Carmel, Indiana, where Jeff ran the Donut 5K. Let's move just a little bit south of me, where on Saturday, Julian ran the Sarasota 5K, the Frosty 5K in Sarasota, Florida. And then on Sunday, he turned around and ran the West Coast Half Marathon, also in Sarasota. And I'm almost certain that he was the overall winner of that race. Julian's pretty quick, and uh, I'm pretty sure I saw on Facebook that he did. I didn't see his time, but I saw that he had won that half. So congratulations, Julian. That's a great accomplishment in any event to finish first overall. The big event this last weekend, one that I try to get to every year, and technically I am perfect since I've done it at least virtually, if not live, Jeff Galloway's weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. It's usually the week or two before Christmas. Uh, the weather's usually miserable. And it was eh, it was okay this year. Let's see who was there. Nick was there. Nick did the double G. He did the 5K and the half. Lexi was there. Lexi did the 5K. She did it with my wife and I. What'd you think of it, Lexi? I thought it was so fun. I'd never done the race before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty hilly. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Atlanta is just like that. Um, especially when you're going through Piedmont park, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but it was great company and great conversation. And, um, I mean, the weather could have improved oh. a little bit, but, uh, I had a blast. Yeah. Weather for the 5k, actually the weather for the half was worse. Weather for the 5k wasn't bad. You got to see Jeff. You didn't get to talk to him. Did you? Um, I actually did not see him. Um, because I got there as they started, um, <laughs> I was running a little late. <laughs> oh, I thought you saw him Friday in the store. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did see him when I went to bib pickup, but he was in deep conversation with somebody and I didn't want to interrupt. I will, I will reiterate something I said before, and I'm especially with the marathon coming up. Jeff's got a booth at the expo. He'll be there all four days. If you're a Galloway runner, go say hello. You won't regret it. He'll give you as much time as you want, and he'll treat you like you're his long-lost cousin. So, Lexi, we walked the 5K. Becky, Lexi, and I did. And that was fun. It was through Piedmont Park. It's a little hilly. And then I walked the half marathon the next day. I've been practicing walking uh, as quickly as I can. I'm going to stop you right here, Bob. You didn't walk the half marathon. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this man I really, I did, had really. an average pace of 1234 for that half marathon. I want to know, Bob, what you eat for breakfast each morning. You you are bionic, sir. That was absolutely incredible. When I saw your Strava, I nearly I literally dropped my phone and turned to my wife and said, This man is incredible. And then I think I texted you and said, yeah. Hey, remember yeah, that time you said that you would walk with me for the half <laughs> marathon down at Disney? If you do that, no. I'm not going to be able to keep. We're up still with going you. to walk it. We're going to take it easy. Yet. But the, but what, but what you did was amazing. It's an amazing Absolutely. accomplishment with everything you have been through this year. Congratulations, Thank sir. That's Thank you. Awesome. I I appreciate it. I do. Um, I was talking to Coach Twiggs this morning. Uh, I've been working at this. This is not. You don't casually do that. I've been working at this pretty hard. I've actually found that I do walk, walk, walk intervals. <laughs> and and I set my timer 90, 30, and I go as hard as I can for 90. 
And then I, I cut back to maybe a 14, 14 and a half minute pace for 30 seconds and then go after that. I was surprised, Greg. I, I was. The fastest mile I had logged in training going to that was 1229. So to do the whole thing in 1234, it, it did surprise me. Uh, at the end, there were two friends of ours there, Caroline and Nate. And I finished, and Caroline finished in 230, which was, that was her goal. She did great. Yes, yeah, so that, that was yeah, a PR for she her. Did really she well. was trying to PR with Nate that I mentioned before and I at the okay. Burton Hand Half Marathon. And, and she, uh, I think she was in like the, the 240 range or something like that. So yeah, seeing that, that she got the, her PR was awesome. Yeah, she stayed right with that 230 group and, and she finished. I think officially, I think she officially finished under 230. Nate had a good run too. Yeah, two, 229 yeah. I think she got. Nate had a good run. It was, it was his second fastest ever, but not not what he wanted. But see, that's just the thing about pace, you know? You can do a, a 205 or 210 and go, oh, shucks, I'm disappointed. Or you can do a 245 and go, boy, I feel really great. That's just, pace is individual. But uh I saw the two of them, uh, we did the VIP membership, uh, the VIP entry. So I saw them at the, the food, the meal they had afterwards. And Caroline said to me, Bob, how did you do that? And I looked at her and said, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I had between miles three and five, I averaged 11.54 per mile. I don't know how I did that, honestly. And I don't think I can go any faster than that. It wasn't one of the miles was downhill, but actually the other mile was fairly level. I don't know if the wind was at my back. Anyway, hey, you started this, Greg. Uh, Galloway's uh, run in Atlanta happens every year. If you're a Jeff Galloway fan, try to put it on your calendar. It's He calls it a homecoming. It is. It is. If you get into uh, the, the folks on Facebook and the folks who are in the customized training plan, uh, it's just wonderful to see them. It was a really great weekend. So we had a good time. Yeah, it is an awesome weekend. Hey, we got something special. We're going to finish up here with something we think is kind of special. Every weekend when we go through the race report, we mention Joe, our buddy Joe in Arkansas. Well, we had a chance to talk with Joe. And not only is he kind of the king of virtual running, but Joe was also Father Christmas there in the Fort Smith, Arkansas area. So Joe, time to tell us about all that. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm happy. I know, I know it's a busy time for you, my friend, (laughs) busy time of the year for you and to squeak out a couple minutes for us. I appreciate it. Hey, Joe, how long would you say you've been running? (laughs) Only about seven years. No, or longer than that. I ran in my thirties and then I was the sponsor of yearbook and newspaper, the school I was at, and that just eats up your time. You don't have any time. And yeah. so I, uh, once I retired, there were people that were doing exercise and I thought, well, I'll join them. And that was when I was 66. So I guess it's 10 years mm-hmm. ago. They were training for halves and I thought, well, could I do that? And, uh, you know, so then I trained and did first half and then Fort Smith decided to have a marathon. I thought, well, golly, could I do a marathon? And so I, uh, you know, did that training. And of course, the hardest part of a marathon is all those training, about 500 miles of training. Since then, it's just kind of just keep going. And so we're all in any local races. 
you know, where all of us are usually going to jump in and do those. And so we see each other, know each other. Like, like a running club. I think I stepped on you. Is that like a running club you're talking about? In Arkansas runners, January oh, nice. 1st, have the frozen buns run, you know, doesn't matter <laughs> what the weather is at one o'clock on new year's day, we, we get together and have a, do a 5k, you know, and that, that's a fun. Is that one in the morning or one in the next afternoon? Noon. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, I figured New Year's, you know, what the heck, maybe you'd still be up. So the, so you guys started running, you jumped into a half and then a full there up in, uh, uh, you're at Fort Smith, Arkansas, right? Yes. I know you've been down to Disney a couple of times. When did you get started running with Disney? Oh, I'm 70 something. No, it's been what, four or five years ago now The, the is when I did a half and a, just a half. And um, and then the next year is when I went to Disneyland, and that's the the last year they had the Disneyland races, and the Disneyland races I really like better because you don't have to get up, go out, and get on the bus. You know, you walk out of your hotel and walk to the start line, and it's you know you're at the start line in 15 minutes, and so nice. it's it's much much easier. And then when you're through, you don't have to wait long lines to get on the bus. You just walk back to your hotel wherever you're staying. And I was staying across the street, right across the street from the parks. And so, I, like I said, it was a 15-minute walk. The only drawback is, is for the half, they had to go out to Anaheim, the city, right. which not, it was nice, but it was okay. A high point is we got to run through Angel Stadium, which was kind of cool. But they, apparently part of the reason that they haven't come back is that is Anaheim you know, is not Disney-friendly apparently anymore, and they can't make arrangements with, with Anaheim to do that but boy if they ever come back um, i'll jump on it because i would really like to go back and do those disneyland races i've heard the same thing joe reference anaheim i don't know how true it is but i've heard that same rumor and yeah i'm with you buddy if they come back out there you and i are going to get the uh coast to coast medal hey i'll be there too (laughs) we're going to do that if they if they ever bring those back um i know you you do a bunch of virtuals don't you joe I did this last year and because and, I kept seeing a pretty medal and I, I thought, oh, no, that's I'm going to try and cut back on that. Last year, I think I did three or four Christmas virtuals and I'm only doing one. This, this Charlie Brown one, the medal was just too cute in the shirt. So I signed up for that. I do the Conquerors events and those are you sign up for them and it's different um, distances. And they're all over the world. And, you know, you log in your your um, miles, however you get your miles. You can walk, swim, you know, bicycle, however. And it advances you on whatever route you're doing. I did the, the um, from one end of England to the other. It's called, you know, the um, Le Jog, you know, from Cornwall to Land's End to John O'Groat up at the top mm-hmm. of Scotland. And so you could see where you're going. It took me from January 1st, October to get it done. Wow. But get postcards when you get to certain points and with the history, they plant trees at 20%, 40%, 60%. And you don't get the metal until you finish. And the metals are, are really attractive. So it, they are great motivators because lately I have not been very motivated. You know, after that 23 mile, you know, training, dopey training yeah. in Oh, Lord, I don't want to get out there, but I, 
I'm doing one in New Zealand now, and I want to keep moving forward to get to the end of that. So I think that's pretty neat. I, I follow you on Facebook when you post your postcards. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to so, sign up for the Route 66 one, but that's 2,000 miles. And oh, that'll wow. take years, but I'm going to do two at the same time so that, you know, I've got something else going besides just that Route 66 one. But you start in Chicago and end in California. Yep, yep, yep. Chicago to L.A., I would imagine. Those really like they're great, great, great motivators. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you enjoy them. I'm doing the virtual Honolulu again, and I did it last year because we've got that stupid 26-mile training run next yeah. week. Or if I'm going to do 26 miles, I might as well get something yeah. for it. <laughs> so... You know, I'm signed up for that. And if I can complete that, that'll be my 12th marathon. And I've walked most of those, you know, talking about y'all, you talking about your running and stuff. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, wish I could do that. But, you know, at least I'm out there moving. Oh, no, no. I, I am 100% agree with you, Joe. I'm, I'm with you all the way on that. In fact, you may not be aware of it. I've been doing a whole lot of walking myself. Honolulu, Joe, Honolulu is the first marathon I ever ran. Back in 1988. They didn't have virtuals back then, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't have medals either. You got your T-shirt and that was it. If you, ever, if you ever really get out there, it's a neat marathon to run. Um, hey, Joe, you keep track. About how many miles a year do you think you run? And we'll call it running because I know you're out there doing uh, it. I am getting slower in the past years. When I first, I've been doing the the thousand mile challenge which is a a club that's in miami florida but they've got people all over the world mm -hmm. and so for five years i've done a thousand at least a thousand miles and i think the first year i did 1700 miles um mm -hmm. i'm gonna have over 1300 by the by the time oh. of years i'm almost a 1300 so i've slowed down a little bit but i've i've done a thousand miles for five years you know oh that's awesome that's awesome 1,300 miles this year, over 100 miles a month. That's fantastic. That 1,000-mile group is really – it's just like y'all's group, but the 1,000-mile group is really supportive. You know, everybody posts what they've done, and, you know, then they, you get thank yous and all that good stuff. So really supportive group. The Conqueror's event group, the people are really supportive, too. They're always commenting on, you know, good job or telling them how they've done and what they're about to finish and – they're having trouble finishing so um runners groups are really really supportive and wonderful oh yeah yeah i found that to be true myself that so many great friends i've made people like joe <laughs> that i've made just why well, would I, come on if not for running or in this case run disney really uh never would have met all these wonderful people well that's man that's great thousand plus miles a year i rarely get that even a thousand but to get 13, 1500. That's awesome. Hey, out of all these events, now you talked about that one virtual where you ran through the UK and you got the postcards, but out of all these events over the last couple of years, any favorites, any, anything else really stick out for you? Those races out at Disneyland, cause they were so much fun. It was um, Avengers weekend. So it all, all of them had an Avengers theme to them. You know, and the, the challenge medal was the, the glove with the, the five um, stones on it, you know. Nice. 
So just the, the theming on that was, was really, really cool. The running club, we've got two active bunches, the, the River Western Arkansas Runners and then the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is very, very strong. And they do a training to lead up to their race in um, November. And so we've got lots of local races that are favorites, you know, that are, are for local charities. And so, you know, we're always, it seems like, you know, we've always got a race to do. This weekend, it's the Greenwood Yule Fest, uh, which is like the suburb of Fort Smith, uh, about 20, 30 minutes away. And uh, they have two races during there. They have one on the 4th of July, and then they have a Yule Run. And so the Yule Run is Saturday, and, and uh, people will be all in, in goofy costumes. I'm not going to go into it as much this year as I have in the past. And everybody, almost all the local runners will be at those races. We just enjoy them. They're fun to get together and see everybody. So, you know, we'll all be in Greenwood Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Nice. So we'll have to list you in the in the race report again. That's yeah. good. Joe, got, Joe's running again. There's that guy. <laughs> I think the folks who listen regularly know your name. Hey, you, I know you're training for Dopey again, right? Virtual Dopey? I'm training for Virtual Dopey. Yep. This, <laughs> this number two or? Yes, that'll be number two. And then this will be the last one. It, it's just too hard. Just way, way too hard. <laughs> Took me most of the week to to recover from that 23 or so, but I don't have anything on the schedule next week. All I'm going to do is do those four training runs. <laughs> I don't have anything set. I just have to run 50 miles basically. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. I, I tell people you're my hero, Joe. You're what I want to be when I grow up. That, you're my goal, man. I want to still be running dopey. When I'm your age, which is not that far away, by the way, you know that you're not that much older than I am. So, Joe, where are you going to be running your dopey this year? I saw you running dopey last year around uh, Hourglass Lake. I don't think you're doing it that this year. I'll be doing it in my neighborhood. And I did, you know, which is just totally insane. We've got some nice trails that I could get on. But the, the thing about doing it in my neighborhood, if I get in trouble or if I need a bathroom break or water break, all I do is circle back by the house. And so, you know, I did the virtual Boston in my neighborhood, did 26 miles. Only thing I'm worried about is what the weather might be on that. That, And if it's the weather's bad, the gym doesn't open till noon. I guess I could go to the mall and, and walk part of it at the mall and then go to the gym when it opens. And then, you know, hopefully I'll have it finished by then. So, but yeah, I'm, it'll be in the neighborhood and, you know, I, it, it's, it's not as interesting maybe as Hourglass Lake, but at least, boy, it's close to a bathroom if I need, if, you know, if I'm in trouble. <laughs> Understood. I think it's good planning, Joe. I really do. So no but, trivia signs around the neighborhood. <laughs> no, no, no trivia signs. Yeah. We, John and I ran into Joe and, and Greg was with us too, ran into Joe when he was doing the marathon last year. How many laps of the lake did you make there at Pop Century? I don't remember. Tracy Magnum said it was 37 laps around that for the the four races, you know, that week. Yeah, I I know. <laughs> I know when I saw you, you weren't feeling all that well. And I, I said something like, Joe, you don't have to do this today. You can 
you can do it another day to be okay. And I thought you were going to bite my head off. You said, I'm already at 15 miles. What do you think? I'm crazy. I'm not quitting now. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I would probably never want to see Hourglass Lake again after that. <laughs> I don't. How <laughs> <Not> that. <laughs> Very good. Hey, Joe, since it's Christmas time, I want, to, I want to shift gears a little bit here. This isn't exactly a running topic, but you are legendary for your Christmas displays at the home there. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Mother was maybe 14 and we lived in, and she was born and raised in West Texas where most of her relatives were. And we lived in Houston, like 500 miles away. So we started, she started doing those open houses. I think there was just the three of us. And I think it, that was part of the reason. And so we've been doing open houses for 40 years. And when we moved up to Arkansas 20 years ago, we kept it going and the collections have just grown. Um, we had a lot of stuff in Houston, but it's grown since we got here. And I have an open house every year. Mother died 10 years ago now. And I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do at Christmas. And a friend said, do the, the open house and do it as a memorial to her. And so that's what I do. It's a memorial to her and dad. And, you know, I had 68 people here on Sunday and it's become this event. People say, okay, are you going to have an open house this year? And when's it going to be? Cause I don't want to miss it. So it, yeah. it's, it's kind of grown into this thing. I never expected it to grow into. I have 15 trees inside that are not all of them are big with, with different themes on them. There's a runner's tree with all the medals with just this year's medals on it. It just takes over the house. There's no bare counter anywhere in the house where you can put anything down because there's a, a Christmas decoration there. So I think that's great. I mean, you've become Christmas to a bunch of folks, really. That's what it amounts to. It's, it's something meaningful to them that they do every year. And it's something you're responsible for. This is an audio only, of course, but we can see Joe. I can look behind him and I see Christmas decorations behind his head back there, which is typical anytime I see Joe on Zoom. There's Christmas decorations behind him somewhere, which is wonderful. Any of those particularly special to you or any any one of them you could talk about that has a special memory? Uh, there's so many. Uh, Mother collected those Department 56 ceramic houses, and she got the first ones when they came out in 76. And so what you're seeing behind me is the the Alpine Village on a Victorian sideboard we have. We collected those things. I would buy them for birthdays and Mother's Day and, and Christmas. And we finally ran out of room. And uh, people are always asking me how much, much of whatever I have. And so I started counting this year just for the hell of it. And there are 131 houses on display around the house the house and there were 87 that i didn't pull down and put in the display oh my so i would need a bit i would need a bigger house joe <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's amazing though i love christmas so that just makes me really happy the fireplace behind me so you can see the effect of that yeah we, we can, oh that's great we can we, we can see it lexi describe it to somebody will you because our, our listeners can't see it um uh, it it's all of these Santas, they're just hanging. And I'll say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like I see about maybe 20 in this little yeah. screen. They're uh, us on both sides. The, that's they're hanging on the, we've got a big stone fireplace and they're hanging on the fireplace and there's 80 
uh, on the front side, the living room side, and then it's almost the same amount on the kitchen side. Wow. You know, it takes me about two months to get all of this put up, and then it comes down very quickly. It's special, buddy. It is special. It's special, and Joe, you're a special guy. We I want to see you. the runner's tree. <laughs> I started that several years ago, and the first runner's tree I had, all I had on it was the bibs, and that's just this year's medals. Oh, I love it. You know, and last year I, I tied it up so that the ribbons didn't show, and I saw somebody had done a, a tree where they had the rib, ribbons hanging straight, and I thought, oh, I'm going to try that this year, and I think it looks better. Thank you all for being so supportive. Found y'all last year when I was getting ready to go, and we, we thought the race was going to go actual and uh you know found y'all and y'all were so supportive and uh, i'm i w wish the race had gone but i'm kind of glad it didn't i you know i ate too rich of food at raglan's i'll never go to raglan's again i love their food <laughs> but I'm and so i could not have i would have got swept you know on uh, sundays but i did it you know completed it Earned earn those medals. So anyway, and I'll knock on wood. I'll see you for wine and dine. You know, in four years. That's in four uh, years, huh? What's special about that one? I'll be eighty. I knew it. That's a great <laughs> goal, man. That's a wonderful goal. I will see you there. I'll see okay. you there. I'll see you there for that one. I'll buy Absolutely. you a beer. All righty, All right. Joe. It's really been an it's just an honor to have you with us we really we really enjoy your company you're a motivator to me and to a lot of other folks and it's, it's good to have you with us thanks yeah so uh also after this interview uh this weekend uh joe completed the honolulu marathon i think he said that was his 14th marathon i'm not sure <laughs> but he did it and i love joe uh he only did 1300 miles this year he's slowing yeah. down yeah you know i need to speed up i think one of these days i also need to make it down to fort smith arkansas because i thought my father was the king of christmas decorations i mean usually it it took him well over a week to decorate our house for christmas the fact that it takes joe yeah. two months and he has 15 trees that's got to be some like Guinness Book of World Record, White House decoration uh, type level stuff. So I need to see this with my own eyes. So that, that's I'd love awesome. to see it. He he posts a lot of photos on Facebook of his trees, and uh, it's it's really neat. Joe's quite a guy. He's just like the folks here, and just like other folks around. He's one of the reasons I keep doing this because I can't imagine not being with this great group of people. All right, my friends, that about does it for episode 10. I want to remind you all that if you're going to be at Disney World for Marathon Weekend, we are meeting up on Saturday at 2 o'clock at Dockside Margaritas. We'll talk more about it in the next two weeks. Next week, I want to talk about some specific strategies for these runs uh, Marathon Weekend. We got some we got some ideas that we'd be happy to share with you, those of us who have done this before. The hard part of your training is over. In fact, the hard part of this whole thing is over. You're going now it's time to enjoy the experience. 
down there at Disney. And hopefully we can give you some hints that will help improve that enjoyment. The other thing I'd like you to think about is tell us what your running goals are for 2022. Uh, Drop us a line there in the Facebook group and tell us if you got any goals that you're looking forward to in the coming year. Okay, my friends, by the time you are listening to this, it'll be Christmas or very close to it. We hope that you and your family have a wonderful holiday. We look forward to talking to you next week. And until we meet again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.